It's now time for Nerd Thug Radio. Ooh, ooh. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Core DLG. Nico DLG. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Man, it's been a doozy of a week. I'm going on two weeks now, no Chinese food. What? I don't like. I'm just, I went to like several support groups. Yeah. And I, I've nailed it. Two weeks, no Chinese food. Actually, I've had a couple of encouraging text messages this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and they've been like, I know you love Chinese food, but stay strong. Have they been from the owners of other restaurants? Because I don't understand, like, who's happy for you right <laughs> they, now. They say, stay strong, stay the course. By the so, way, two ninety nine uh, on our cheeseburgers today. <laughs> I know, right? So my, my support group is working. I'm, I'm two weeks. No, we know what? You're free. lying. You're telling a lie right now. Ramen noodles aren't Chinese food. I called you today. I was yeah. eating ramen noodles. Right. I'm sorry. Ramen noodles? Ramen noodles are like my e-cigarette. It's not the real thing, but it kind of is the real thing. I mean, the only the only way it's not the real thing is that it's not really food. Right, Let's be exactly. really clear about that. Exactly. Like, if, it were, if it were real food, it would be Chinese food. I haven't even put soy sauce in it. That's how strict I've gone. What are you putting on it? Like ketchup? Nothing. Oh, wow. I get the chili flavor, which is the green, makes it spicy. And then I go either shrimp or chicken. So you got chili shrimp, chili sh- chicken. I feel like I feel like I'm onto something strong right here. I'm so sad for you right now. <laughs> he spends a whole dollar on his meal. <laughs> right. No, not even that much, bro. Like a sad dollar though. It's like fifty cents on that. Seventy eight cents. The rest of your wallet's like, just dump me out and get some Chinese food. There's a cost to be Chinese food free. Yeah. And I'm paying it right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's joy. Not, it's not monetary though. <laughs> right. Know, right. It's not healthy at all. You saved money, but now you're just sad inside. Oh man, I love it. So what else is going on this week? Anything uh, interesting? Uh, are you getting like text messages from your stomach and like the bacteria in you that's yeah. like, we miss China. We need it. Yeah. Low men. <laughs> I like I don't are people like are you sadder during the day now? Uh probably. Like I'm going with the the withdrawal stage. Yeah. And so I'm lashing like, out at my employees. Well, like, when are you going to hit bargaining and acceptance? Like, I'm drinking way too many Dr. Peppers than I should <laughs> to, like, curb my appetite. Is that you're back on sodas to get yeah. over the Chinese food? Yeah, right. Pick up one to... They don't have to do something to get off of that. Right. Uh, heroin's a good pickup. No, I don't think no? so. Oh, no? Okay. That's, that's no. definitely the wrong way. Don't, don't do drugs. So uh, um, don't forget, you can check us out at facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio and then also at nerdthugradio.com for all of our uh, content. True, um, true. When this show ends today, you'll get segment one that we're talking about Chinese food right here. On the YouTube. So you so. can actually watch how sad he is when yeah, he says. you can see my sad face right here. Nico, give me my sad face cam. Oh, the Joey cam. Give me, give me, oh, sad face. Sad face. Let's zoom in. Oh, I can't zoom in anymore. Just kidding. I don't, so, so speaking of food, I got a Was really, that a sad face? <laughs> speaking of food, I've got, got a, a, like a really, whimper. Yeah. really funny story. Okay. I Wait. mean, I doubt it, but let's no, try No, this is hilarious. Okay, all right. So the Atlanta, That's a pretty high bar. The Atlanta Falcons. The okay. NFL team all right, from, the, from Georgia. Just lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Just Thank blew a lead. Of the greatest man alive, Tom Brady. Man, um, isn't he? He is. If like, I the can, only way he, he could be better is after football, he became an astronaut. Right. Right? That's like, happened before. If there was one person I could be in life, it'd be Tom Brady. Right. And then when he came back from space, he'd be a senator. Right. And then, like, it, you would then be president. like, right. You'd be like, Tom I'd vote Brady. for him. Right. Yeah. Twice in two different states. Oh. I'd find you know, him. They're going to. Oh, they're they're, yeah, they can't do that? They're, they're less happy about that now. Oh, okay. So, anyways, the Falcons, they are opening up a new football stadium. Okay, yes. So, it Atlanta's is actually, actually crazy. They just opened up a new baseball stadium, and now they're opening up a new football stadium. And they actually went super green with this. If I if I mm-hmm. remember reading this, you can correct me because I guess you probably just read something about this. It's the first fully green stadium, right? Correct. So, it's got like wind t- chimes on top that are spinning to get yeah, air. Yeah, it's like a little wind chime. It's called I don't know. It's got like spiral. I, don't, by, I saw a picture. It's sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Oh, Mar- so Mar- this Mercedes thing's Benz. going somewhere. Right. 
So they put a restaurant mm. inside of the football stadium. John, typical, typical. What's the most famous fast food restaurant out of Georgia? Do you know what it is? Uh, is Alex Trebek? Is is what is Burger King? No, wrong. Oh, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A originated in Georgia. Hmm. So they put Neat. a Chick Fil A. I love Chick Fil A. I do too. So this is already a good idea. They put it inside the stadium. This is fantastic. Do you know what else Chick Fil A is famous for? Oh, hang on, hang on. You know what they're famous for? No. Not being open on Sundays. Do you know when the Atlanta Falcons play every single home game? On Sundays. So they will never be open. Unless they get a playoff game on a Saturday or they've got a Thursday night spotlight game, you can't get Chick-fil-A when you go see the Falcons. Wow. That's a useless building if I've ever seen one. You would think they would have thought this through for a second here. You know what? You know what? gone with Raisin Canes (laughs) or Zaxby's. Yeah. Zaxby's is from Georgia as well. Mm, too bad they were second place in that. But right, you know what? The, be open Sundays. You know what the Falcons did though. What's up? the same thing I do every Sunday? Okay. Because every Sunday, you know, the weekend, I like. So I've been trying to you be do right nothing. and stuff. And nothing so the, the weekend is when I like to go out to eat. You splurge. Right. And so a lot of times I'll be like, hey, you know, uh, Chick Fil A sounds pretty good right I really now. Really like a chicken, egg, and cheese sandwich. Right. And then I had seen on Facebook that apparently now they do like macaroni and cheese they as do. a I've side, tasted it and it is golden. Yeah. There's no way it's bad because it's Chick Fil A. This is a public service announcement from two fat guys. Yeah. Mac and cheese and Chick Fil A, amazing. It's gotta be. So and anyway, baked beans. the other day I was like, what? And baked beans. Well, now I'm going to go what? this Sunday. Oh, no, no, I'm not. No, you're not. See? So that's what I keep doing is every Sunday I wake up and I'm like, I think I'm going to try that Chick-fil-A mac and cheese. <laughs> nope. And then like halfway through the day, like I'm getting the shoes on. I grab the car keys and I go, it's Sunday. Going to Arby's. Going to Arby's. <laughs> the place so, that returned to your you abuser. Twenty four seven. I'm crawling back. It is every my. Time. I'm in a. I'm in a domestically abusive relationship with Arby's. <laughs> with Arby's. Uh, they they ruin me every time, and I and I come back, and I, and you I just can't. I, you put your shoes I, on. You can't you stay away. I've warned you time and time again. approach the drive-through. I tell them I'm sorry. Like it doesn't even make sense. I'm but sorry I do that it. you couldn't help me fast right. enough. I'm sorry you've never gotten my order right. Yeah. I'm sorry that I've never once gotten what I asked for. You know who gets your order right every time? Chick-fil-A. On Saturdays, but not <laughs> on Sundays. So they put a whole they put a restaurant in a stadium that will never be open when they're playing their games. Right, on Sundays. Like Do I said, you, it has to be a Thursday night game. Or Monday or night or Monday Saturday playoffs. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a new stadium, so you bet there's probably not a whole lot of side stuff going on until the season's over with. Yeah. yeah. It's new. They don't want to. No, know, they're right. They got to work the kinks out. You got to think in the meeting, somebody raised their hand. Like one person, at least one person was like, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. They're not open Sunday. And what, then, what do we do? And they're like, shut up, Todd. They're paying good money. Chick-fil-A is awesome. Somebody calls Zaxby's. And no one, no one, yeah. no one better no, than no, I. No one better than I. Like, like Chick-fil-A finished the presentation. Like any questions? And Todd in the back was like, uh, aren't like, you guys closed on it? Shut up, Todd. It was great. I got a meeting. We're out. They're going to pay us, and they're not even going to be open to make money. What else could we ask for? That's actually, right. you know what? When that's you say that way, yeah. That's a great model, it's right? win-win for Atlanta. Yeah, they don't get it. They don't have to worry about anything. Except the Super Bowl. Yeah. Ooh, tragic. The greatest oh. man ever, Tom Brady. Man. You know, you know who else uh, was a winner in that? There was the uh, the viral thing where the tennis player had to go on that date. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, because she was an Atlanta fan. She's like, "Oh, we're up, we're gonna win." He was like, "If if New England comes back, was how about it? it?" I think they went on two dates. Yeah, he was actually a good looking dude. So yeah. she she she, she, she got it. lucky. Like it wasn't me showing right, off at her no, door. You wouldn't have gotten that right. Wrong. She that wouldn't even retweet. I wouldn't you back. have gotten the second date. No. That's for sure. All right, so we're gonna do something a little different here on Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, first time in episode seventy one. Seventy one episodes. Huh. So last Christmas. I was working a party, and there was a band playing, and it was a uh, young girl by the name of Sierra Bernal. I think she's 16, 17. She's a country music artist, 
And she has just finished her first album, and she has three singles. That's three. Not just one, but three. Three. And so uh, we're actually going to debut one here on Lone Star Radio first. And this is Crazy One by Sierra Bernal. Nico, play that funky music. Hold on. Crazy one. Hey, maybe I'm the crazy one. 
Hey guys, Joey Savage here for our friends, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys, they've got action figures, they've got cards, they've got magic, they've got Dungeons and Dragons, Hero Clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything. Yu-Gi-Oh, Vanguard, whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy BMAC at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off, a deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Hi, my name is James Vinhouse. I write the Night Owl Society for IDW, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. That was animated. That was animated. Man, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I hope someone watches our YouTube channel. I hope, and then you see me go, da! Just wow. like that. Wow. Is that the Gina right there? That was that was aggressive. That was very aggressive. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. It's true. It's true. It's true. I can't say the next two words, but it's true. Yeah, that's funny. You like that? Yeah. Um, so that's this, pretty good. So this past weekend, uh, DLG of the Corey Variety. That's me. We took a trip down to our friends in Texas City, Reality of Wrestling. Oh, yeah. For their big Summer of Champions 4 event. The Booker T organization. It was big. It, was, it is. It was it good, is. right? We had a lot of fun. We had tons of fun. Uh, and so after the show, we hung around and we uh, got to uh, chit-chat with a few of the superstars. Um, so the next few weeks, you will be seeing their uh, interviews or hearing their interviews on the show. Right, right. Um, but we're going to get one in here real quick, uh, and then we'll talk more about it the next coming weeks. But um, there's a young man by the name of Connor Holloman. Mm-hmm. Um, he opened up the show. Mm-hmm. He uh, is a rookie on mm-hmm. Reality Wrestling. I believe you. And he got a match somehow with a guy named Rob Barnes, who's been kind of a big deal throughout Reality Wrestling. And he won. What? Right. It was his first win in Reality of Wrestling. And it was on the biggest show of the entire year. So I said to DLG, we got to talk to that man. That's right. You did. So you know what we did? Talk to that man. We talked to that man. And Nico, hit that play, play button right now. You're going to hear just what Connor Holloman had to say. This is Joey Savage with Nerd Thug Radio. We're here at uh, Reality of Wrestling for Summer of Champions 4. Uh, and I'm joined now by uh, Connor Holloman. Connorman, say what's up to everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody at Nerd Thug Radio? What's going on? So tonight, Summer of Champions, the biggest event the entire year for Reality of Wrestling. Did you even know you were going to get to compete tonight? Uh, I, um, I had a little inkling. May, you know, you never know. When Book called me out there, I was like, well, I got to go now. You know, he gave me the, the invitation, so I took it. He, he was like, uh, this is your big opportunity. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to take it. So Rob Barnes comes out. He's complaining, and he says he wants a match. And so Booker calls your number. You come out, the biggest show of the year, and pick up your first win. What's that feeling like? Oh, it feels amazing. Uh, I had my uh, friends and family out there. It was awesome. It was great. I can't, I'm, I'm ecstatic right now. I still don't believe it, you know. So after the match, though, we had a, a little scuffle going on, and Rob was a little upset. And he kind of came at you and kind of beat you down a little bit. Um, what do you have to say to Rob now? Uh, you know, I want a rematch. If he's going to attack me like that, we can go at it again. I already beat him once. I'll beat him again. That's, that's awesome. Hey, Connor, thanks for stopping by and joining us. Uh, you wrestle all over, all over the, the state of Texas and everywhere else. Where can the listeners find you and follow uh, where you're going to be next? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Connor Crunk and on Instagram at Connor Crunk. That's awesome. Connor, again, congratulations on that big win. It was awesome seeing that happen. Uh, and we're looking forward to seeing more stuff with you at Reality Wrestling. All right, man. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Awesome. All right. 
So Connor Holloman, Corey Dillon. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty, big, pretty big for that guy. Yeah, I'm it excited. Is, big things for him. But he's not a big guy. No. But he moves around the ring pretty well. Yeah, I was surprised. Because, you know, the one thing I always think about is you always keep telling me that you could be a wrestler. I could. And I think, well, if Joey could be a wrestler, I could probably be a wrestler. No, you can't. But then when we go, look, I could take a bump. But then when we go, and all these guys are huge, it's like, forget it. Some of them, Rex yeah. Rex Andrews, J.J. Blake, these are big people. Big dudes. But, uh, Brian Davidson, huge. Brian, Brian Davidson. Ruthless oh, Brian Davidson. Why did I want to run Brian But they Davidson. don't look that big when you're standing next to them. When you see them in the ring, they're big. Even, but as you look no, at the, I was looking at the photos at the pictures, that I took. They don't look too much I was looking at the photos, and I was like, these guys would eat us for breakfast. Nah. But then this guy comes out there, and I was like, I could take this guy. And then he comes up with the big win. Right. It was cool. So, you know, I could be like a mid-card guy. Yeah, he definitely could yeah. be the mid-card guy. Right. I just need a good gimmick. Before we get going into our next thing, uh, we'll just say this real quick. Uh, just thoughts go out to the family of Ric Flair. Uh, Nerd Thug Radio is there with you. Right. right. Uh, so, Corey, but something cool, nerdy, yes. has happened this week. That's right. Let's transition right into it. Yeah, let's just run into this. Let's run into it. It's now Boom. officially live. We kind of talked about this briefly when it's they beta this. Does anybody have that as a catch line? It's live? Yeah. Uh, I it's feel like time? Yeah, I was just Let's say. get ready to rumble. Right. So it's mine now. It's live. Oh, the Joey came. From right, let's do it. Ready? It's live. All right, go ahead. From Saturday night? No, no, no. Because no. I feel like that's what that's you're... live. Oh. From Saturday night. It's Saturday night. Right, live. No, no. This is it's live. All right, oh. go ahead. Continue with what's live. So I feel like we're ripping off Saturday night. No, 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 no. No. It's live. And then I just talk? Yes, right. Oh, okay, time. okay, ready? okay. Ready? I'm not ready. Okay. It's live. So then that's my cue, right? Oh my right. gosh. <laughs> so, so anyway. Uh, it's live. There we go. Dungeons and Dragons Beyond is now officially active and public. The website and the app are both up and ready to go now. Um, oh my gosh. Does it make it easier to create characters? Because that is the hardest part of hundred percent. Okay. So when they announced the beta... I, I got on there and I tried it. By the way, I was one of over 200,000 people to try the beta. Ooh. And they made over 240,000 characters during the beta. Wow. So people were interested. Yeah, Now it's the, sure. it's the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. That's all the rules and all that. That's the, the set they're using. Okay. Is and that the one so, we were using? No, we uh, are three and a half, but I think we should move over because now this one's on there. Might as well. We haven't played right. in six months. I know. So all the rules, all the lore, all the tools... Also, it has, like, a character builder, an interactive character sheet. Um, and so, like, once you build your character, it first of all, it'll walk you through that process. That's the hardest part. Literally, right, how man. long did it take us when we started Six this? Six hours? Time? Yeah, the first three hours we were there, it was us just walking through the character building process. Right. Now, keep we in mind, we had, down. we had never opened a book before. Nope. So, we were literally learning as we were going. Uh, fortunately, uh, Zach's brother-in-law was there to help us out. Uh-huh. Uh, but even with the help, it still took us over three hours. Right. And then I had to go home and get my own little notebook and then write all my character stuff down on there. Right. So it was in one spot, not six different sheets. So this eliminates all of that. Oh, this is great. You take an iPad or a tablet or your phone or right a here. laptop and you go play with your buddies and now you don't need 18 books because oh, they're like all in one book. place. I like my little notebook, though. I'm a little curious about that, though, because Dungeons & Dragons is definitely shutting off the opportunity to make money that way. Yeah, you think so? Well, there's going to be people who still always buy the books. The books are always... Oh, yeah. that's the, Those books are expensive. Right. Yeah, each book is about 40 bucks. Or you just go rent it from your local library. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Is that... Really? Yeah. What? Have you never been to a library? They don't let me in anymore. I don't doubt that. I've rented um, plenty of trades from a library. I think really? I would take the kids, and then you go around the section, and they've got like anime, manga, comic books, trades and stuff. I'll start taking kids to the library. No, 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 no. Oh. Wait, don't oh, do that. Okay. 
Unless, you know, you're with your sister and your niece and nephew. Oh. That'll be fine. If you show up with some rando kid, yeah. you're not on the show anymore. I'm I was, gonna find a co-host. I was just going to go by the shopping mall. No. Grab a kid. Yeah. Go to the... No? You're walking on thin ice there, buddy. I just, you know, I just want to get in the library. You don't need a kid to get in the library. You can go get a library card. I don't understand. You just go and you say, I want a library card. This sounds fake. I'm not doing that. If you get one in Houston, you get them to all the Houston libraries. Right. Wait, Houston has more than one library? Yeah. yeah. How many do they have? One they library have? in downtown? They've got multiple libraries because Houston is so big. It's like the third biggest city. I don't think they have any libraries downtown. You're, man, I think there's just something wrong with you. Nico, do you concur? Are you talking about like yeah, newsstands? I've seen one. Like, no, 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 no. Like haberdasheries? Library, like the corners? Libraries. All right, get back to Dungeons libraries. and Libraries. Libraries? <laughs> we digress. It's library. We digress. Um. So anyway, yeah, basically this thing will walk you through the whole process. That's stop the bottom then you can also check all the rules does it have campaigns and stuff or is it just this like, is no this is uh well actually is this just like a, a character builder this is so app? that every player knows what the rules are and stuff so like okay. instead of you going dungeon master am i allowed to do this you'd be like you go, uh, can my character beep, 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 throw beep. a rope siri can my character throw a rope right and then it'll be like to throw a rope check your dexterity roll plus okay you know what i'm saying so it doesn't have campaigns it's just no. a simpler way to create characters and have all the information in your little tablet because that's what everybody uses right. when you go play. Because essentially like the issue was people were I like your it. adventurer's manuals, your character sheet. Right. This would have all of your spells in one place, all of your weapons, all of your... So instead of having to go through nine different things... Okay, I dig it. It's all in one place. I and that's change my carry weight. I don't know if I can carry my 12 axes that I have right. sitting in my bag. <laughs> I also... This is just how nerdy I was. I, 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 so I was kind of on a Dungeons & Dragons kick and I googled some stuff. And uh, this one guy was like, how to throw 12 axes in one action turn. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You have to get to, like, level 20. But oh, if you're okay. just a just an athletic barbarian, by, like, the third level up, you now have extra actions. And so by that point, you can throw, like, eight pair or four pairs. So eight axes. Oh, wow. And then by the time you get to level 20, you can literally throw 12 axes in one action. Nico, <laughs> Nico, you need this to get is your, my This is my goal now. <laughs> you need to get your character up there. Right, as, yeah. As my, my trusty sidekick, you need to get that up. Right, yeah. So just 12, half, 12 half orc, hatchets. <laughs> Half-orc maniac. Just throw yeah. it like 20 hatchets at once. <laughs> Technically, that would be like in the, what, three seconds? Isn't that what everyone said? <laughs> right. A turn is? Right. Yeah. So yeah. in three seconds, 12 axes? That's, That's a lot. <laughs> what was that? The Expendables 1? When he was like... My knives are faster than your bullets. And it's like, no, Jason Statham. That's not how physics works. They say, today, not possible. Tomorrow, possible. Nico can nail it. Right, yeah. Get those, I just got to be level 20. Going. I only got like 18 more levels. <laughs> right. <laughs> Plus, we also have to do campaigns for those right. 18 levels. We only got six more years to go. <laughs> right. At this rate, it'll Quick be a pad. decade. At but, this rate. But yeah, so that's now live officially. D&D Beyond cool. is what it's called. I like Google it. it. I'm going to download it soon. I am too. I might do it in between breaks here. Yeah. Show. Nailed it. <laughs> Swipe right on that. You you darn right. That's the first time I swipe right on anything in a long time. Because you're married? Yeah, but, you know, I always say Other swipe left when, oh. not, when I don't like stuff. I say swipe left. True, true. You know what? That kind of makes you a negative person because you never, when you like stuff, you don't say swipe right. Oh, what do I say? You just, you just oh, that's neat. Oh, cool. So I don't really like it that much. Right. So you're either, you've, right. either, you've either been like halfing it this whole time. Yeah, I have been. Oh, okay. That's accurate. Oh. Accurate statement for oh, DL Jizzle. That just made it all sadder. Um, <laughs> what else you got here? Sad. <laughs> so D&D. So, okay. So uh, first, whenever you told me about this app, yeah. I was thinking it was a way to play online, like with multiple people, like at your comfort of your own desk ah. or in your car. No, the, the reason they built this is they, their ultimate goal, it seems like, is they want to interact with Twitch 
Yeah. And eventually they want Twitch this. D&D game. Right. So like, I guess you and each member of your party would be its own webcam oh, and cool. you'd be able to throw up your character sheets or you'd have multiple cams. So you'd be able to play like different people all across the world. Or the dungeon master maybe would throw to each cam as he's giving actions and stuff. Oh, and that's then, cool. And then each, I'd watch that. each cam would be able to have the character sheets and what's going on. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Oh, I would too, honestly. Speaking of Twitch, Nerd Thug Radio has a Twitch. We've got some videos up there, and we stream very, very often. Yeah, we just we just Twitch streamed uh, the ROC the recently. Realm, the Texas Realms Open Championship. Yeah. And so, Who won yeah, that, by the way? It was uh, Drew Warren was Ooh. the gentleman's name. State all, champ. All those videos are up on the YouTube, so you can definitely check those out. Right now, you can check us walking out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk nerdy to you. Whoop, whoop. Hello, Conroe. Now that school's back in session and summer's over, when the kids come home from school, they're going to be restless and rowdy, and you should take them to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic and various events every day, and especially the weekends. Dungeons and Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I'm disturbed. Very <laughs> disturbed. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Station. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, check us out, NerdThugRadio.com, Facebook.com, backslash NerdThugRadio. Nikki, when we come back to the next segment, just have the camera on me when that starts, because so the world can see what Corey sees. Right. And what he's so excited about. There's nothing excited here. I'm disturbed. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm well, sad. Get, get disturbed. And before we get going, <laughs> DLG, tell us about our friends, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. It's live. What a powerful segue that was. Thank what you. a what a moving moment. That's what and I do. It's all I do. It's live. Win, win, win. <laughs> no matter what. Got money on my mind. Calm down, DJ Khaled. Okay. All right. So with school starting back up and summer over, when the kids need out of the house, they should go to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic Woo! and various events every day and especially the weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, just like we were talking about, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Don't forget about Hero Clicks. That's right, man. Brought to you by Nerd Thug Radio. No, we don't. No, mm-mm. we don't bring up Hero Clicks. We kind of do. I mean, we're there, right? But like, we didn't bring them. I think we did. Did we? We started the Nerd Thug Clicks Federation League. Those videos are going to go up very soon. That's true. We crown That's a champion of, of Hero Clicks Nerd Thug style. Tell your mama. Really want to know who won that championship because that guy. I bet that guy is super cool and really good at the game and just an overall nice swell guy. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> anyways, yeah. Uh, check the Whiz Kids events. Do we have still- a cricket sound effect we can drop in there? Nope, nope, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. All right. So this week, a couple of DC news has come up. You know, it's not yeah. often we talk DC because they're you know. They're like second the, rate. They're like the ugly fourth sibling in right. the family. Right. It seems oddly specific. <laughs> they're like the fourth least responsible sibling in a family of important people. Mm. Like a, mm. they're like a quattro to someone else's Uno. I hope you're not talking about your family because no one's important there out of those four kids. Uh, <laughs> wow. Except for maybe Vicky. Wow. Vicky's yeah. got it down. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Like one's a mother of three. Or Rihanna, maybe. 
Well, she's not even a DLG. I know. Do you just, you know what? You just made everyone. Well, neither angry. is neither is Jenna. Well, not anymore. Exactly. Because she started out as a DLG. Exactly. Actually, I think her middle name is actually DLG. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It I, is. It is. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. We're making about up stuff now. Okay, I don't know. So I'm Casey, giving out her legal name now. So speaking of, bro- <laughs> so speaking of brothers, Casey yes. Affleck, the brother of Ben Affleck. Correct. Made some pretty uh, good statements. <laughs> funny yeah. statements. So I guess someone got a hold of him, a hold of him and Casey Affleck's a pretty dry He is guy. very dry, but he is cool. Um, I like his I movies. Man, I don't know. How, like, I like his movies a lot, but there's a lot of stuff about him that kind of swirls. Rubs you the wrong way. Uh, no, you just you, don't know. But the first time I met him, I didn't like him. Like, uh, so when he did Manchester by the Sea, he won a Golden Globe for Best Actor. He did. And as he was winning it, there's all these stories breaking, coming out about while he's while he works on movies. Like a lot of women tend to have complaints and things. So hearsay. I don't know. I, well, and it's that like, should be right up your alley. That's exactly what happens to you when we're doing the show. Yeah, but those a lot mis- of complaints for women. Right, but those women are just mistaken. These women sound okay. like they're, they're professionals. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. Okay. Um. Wow. Right. Uh, this is why I'm going to die alone because I agree <laughs> and I do these things. And so people at home are like, this guy's a pig. Okay, so that's my women's voice, by the way. Not offensive exactly. at all. Exactly. <laughs> you, um, you call yourself a feminist. Sadly, I am, but in principle, but I, not out loud, I guess. Um, <laughs> not out loud. <laughs> I do I identify as a feminist. But I do. One. Um, but the dry right, so, man himself, Casey Affleck, Mr. Saltine, um, he made some jokes, some comments. He made comments. Some jokes. That Ben Affleck would not be returning as Batman. And so that kind of blew up, and people were like, we knew it. Ben Affleck, oh, we knew he was never going to be, he wasn't going to be our Batman. Oh, we knew it. Oh. And so then Ben Affleck's publicist was like, uh, Casey was joking. Ben yeah. is very happy to be Batman. The only way he's not going to be Batman is if Warner Brothers asked him not to come back. And he had actually just a couple weeks ago at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, he kind of came out and was like, not came out, but well, he, he came out on stage and was like showing showing. Yeah. How you like them apples? <laughs> but uh but no, he did. He showed a, he showed a lot of love. Solidified stuff was like, he look, said, I'm look Batman. Right. I'm lucky to play the coolest character in all of comic books in the world. Um and it's hard to argue that too. It, Batman is pretty cool. He is a cool guy. He's pretty but, cool. Yeah. I mean, at first we're like, oh, he, People thought about it because he was stepping around. He was going to write and direct it. Well, uh, yeah. Originally, then, he was going to write, direct, and star. Uh, and, and then, then it became you, just act. And then once you kind of get his explanation, then you see a little bit what's going on in his personal life. I'm sure that's weighing down a little bit. Well, right. He, he just came out sense. of uh, rehab for alcohol. Also, I need to go there. He had saved his, what, to visit Ben? Or, you know, rehab. No, the rehab. other way. Oh, okay. Way. Uh, but so, anyway, he had, it seemed like him and Jennifer Garner had kind of sa- saved and settled things mm. and were back in. And then the the lady apparently that he had stepped out on with her before, right? They're now in a relationship, right? So, so but even that, like, he, he made a very valid point. Something like Batman to write something that with that much action and that much you know twist and turns and in depth stuff, it's probably very hard to write, direct, and see. Act I don't know. I feel like that's the cop out to that because I he guess. wrote, directed, and starred in the town, and right. it was fantastic. Yeah, but it's that's, one of my favorite movies. That's from that different year. than the Batman. I don't know. He also did it with that one show where he won. Um, yeah. I want to say Arno, but I don't think that's right. Ar- Argo. Argo. Argo, right. But but that one's not as action-y. That's a very tense one. It's good, right. but it's not as action-y. But the town has some great action scenes. The town. But I, no, I honestly, I think I think behind the scenes... He's got a lot going on. He had a lot going on, and Warner Brothers didn't like the amount of attention he was probably giving the right. project. And so that's when they said, okay, look, you're just Batman. Besides, I mean, the next movie they're going to film is Shazam. 
Shazam! Which makes no sense because they've already announced the director for the Batman, and and mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck's actually said publicly he's super excited to work right. with that guy. So, but that guy just came off of the uh, Planet of the Apes stuff, and so I'm sure he needs a little time. Oh, to write, write is that why he had that quote? Yeah, he had just come off Planet of the Apes. So Ben Ben Affleck's quote in it, in the middle of it, I didn't understand why he said this, but he said he said I'd play an ape on the ground for him. Right. So, I didn't get it, but yeah, so he he did um, Planet of the Apes, and that just Planet of the Apes, it was that just finished everything and so now I mean, he still has to write the, the script now yeah because they're so, throwing out ben affleck's script right. so oh, how that, would you feel by the way if you uh, wrote well you know if it was my first one if you went from writing directing and being batman oh, yeah. and now they're like you're just batman and your script's out <sighs> that'd be, be tough like, not even a little bit that'd be <laughs> right tough. also like that's gotta affect your money right but what's crazy okay man i don't even know if we're gonna get to this next story what's crazy though is in his script, what he's got going on, they had already signed, what was his name, Joe Magliano? Magliano or, as to, Deathstroke. As Deathstroke. They're keeping him on. So now this new guy has well, to... Mm, they haven't they haven't him. fired him, but they so don't have to. Him. Well, so now, see, I think by doing it in limbo, they don't... It just means I no one else... You, I bet you yeah. that he's still in the movie somehow, and they're going to have to write him in somewhere. Well, his, well, the other thing is, they don't necessarily have to fire him because his shooting schedule could just fill up. Right. And then they could be like, oh, well, we were going to put Deathstroke in, but we didn't have time. Put him in the Suicide Squad. You know man. how they always kind of, yeah, man. Oh, man. That would be great. Him fighting Will Smith. Uh-huh. Oh. With Margot Robbie around. They would chew that movie up, the oh, three yeah, of them. Would. How? Oh, I'm that's, onto something. Am I onto something? That's the movie. I'm onto something. Joe right, Manginiello. Yeah. Joe Manginiello. Uh, Magic Joe. Yeah. He needs to, <laughs> Will Smith. He needs to fight Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, definitely. That needs to be the movie. That needs to happen. That needs to be, it needs to be Jared Leto and Deathstroke. Fight the Suicide Squad. Whoa! I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it out over the heart of Harley Quinn. I'm gonna break it out. Here we go, man. That should be our first movie that we write and direct. Yeah, we could be the new Russo brothers. Nailed it with Nico. But we'll be the. <laughs> I'm just there. We'll be the we'll be the primos. We'll be the what? let's go by the primos. The primos. Yeah, I don't like that's that. Hispanic for cousin. Yeah, I don't like or that. Spanish. Hispanic. <laughs> Spanish for cousin. Right, that's bro, that's bro, what you call bro, that, bro. That's white for Steam Carries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TLC, real quick. Uh, this Jonathan Hickman. Hang on. <laughs> Years of credibility just lost instantly, right? Who, me? Right? Yes. I lost yeah. credibility? Just then when you're like, Hispanic? I speak more Spanish. I'm more Hispanic than either one of you. No, not, not, that's not, Hispanic for primo. Not him. <laughs> I'm not more Hispanic than him. You, you No, you have said... On this show, that you are uh, more Hispanic than Nico. I still am. You guys can't take that away from me. That's Hispanic for I'd Primo. I'd like to see you try to take it away from me. That's Hispanic for Primo. You know what? I'm going to stick by my statement. Yeah, you should, because it's not going away. We'll, we'll see what happens here. Well, we're not going to let it go, so yeah. you may as well hold on to Why it. Why would you let it go? It is radio gold. Um, there's no, reason, there's no re- reason to get rid of that. All right, so we'll quick. This is a big deal, but without any announcements, you can't really... Figure out how big of a deal yet. Yeah. Jonathan Hickman, though, was one of the key writers for Marvel. Right. He actually did the Fantastic Four story that led into the Avengers, that mm-hmm. led into the Illuminati, that led into Secret Wars. Right. Ooh. So he told that whole story, Ooh. which was a really Ooh. big deal. He was seen having lunch with Jim Lee, who is a big deal at DC Comics. Right. And so they basically just announced that uh, Jonathan Hickman is coming to DC Comics to Ooh. write a new DC Rebirth title. Wow. Neat. But so now DC has Jonathan Hickman and they got Jeff Johns, Jeff they got Jones. Uh, Scott Snyder. Um they've got a few guys. And Josh Whedon. And oh, wait, really? Yeah, you, Josh Whedon's over there, man. He's doing um he's doing the reshoots on Justice League. He took Zack Snyder's spot. No, oh, okay, so you're combining things. You're talking about the movie. I'm talking about comics. Yeah, I'm talking about just DC okay. in general. 
Yeah, no, and you're right. And apparently, he didn't like the Justice League ending, and they're reshooting it. Yeah. They said How much money are they spending to reshoot they this? They said he's saving it. At this point, like, this movie has to do, like, $2 to. billion. Dollars. It, it has to. Like, right? Like, if this I isn't, so, if yeah. this doesn't beat Dark Knight. They're in trouble. It's got to, it's got to, like, they barely break even. I guess. Like, they've, it has to. And it comes out in, like, two months. And they're still doing November, reshoots. November, right? November? Yeah. Right. Along with Thor. That's really scary. <laughs> right. Scary. I don't even, I can't, Spooky. I'm trying to think of the last movie Spooky. where they were still doing reshoots this late. Fantastic Four? Oh, yeah. And yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it, that was you know the what worst it did? movie. Fan Forstic. It tranked. Mwah, mwah. That's a pun. <laughs> That's a pun because the director's name was Josh Trank. That's Hispanic for pun, Nico. Mm, Trank. Hispanic mm. for pun. Trank. Anyway, so Jonathan Hickman coming to DC Comics. That's going to be a big deal. We also know of another creator going to DC Comics who we cannot name. You know they're bringing uh, the Fantastic Four starting to come back into comics. Well, they, they've started using Bidgren and Human Torch. They're no one's... With, with the Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. Right. No one's actually touching the... I think what they did... The other two. The, that's what they consider the, the Fantastic Four now right. is Reed Richards, Sue Richards, and their two kids. Right. Franklin. And, they, and Valeria. And Bash. Oh, okay. I'm that was a fantastic show, by it the way. It was. You know how they got my attention with that? Zach Morris. The very first episode, they're interviewing a girl who is a model who has a billboard up uh, over a busy intersection, and the okay. billboard is about her uh, chest area. Okay. And so during her testimony, uh, Franklin has her start disrobing as she's testifying. The judge objects. The defense objects. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, court reporter, could you read back what she said? I was distracted. And the court reporter also was distracted, and he goes, there's my case. And then they won the case. Nailed it. They were trying to prove that she distracts drivers. Yeah, you're distracting me. So let's get out to a break here Boom. real quick. When we come back, more Nerd Thug Radio. And Franklin and Bash. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey guys, Joey Savage here for our friends, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys. They've got action figures. They've got cards. They've got magic. They've got Dungeons and Dragons. Hero Clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything. Yu-Gi-Oh, Vanguard, whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy B-Mac at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off, a deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Oh, yeah, the macho madness is rising here. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah, dig it. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I feel like you're going to turn into a Power Ranger when you do I'm, that. I just might. You never know with don't, me. Don't do that so hard. You you're gonna never know with we, me. We don't have room for one of the giant robots Ooh. to come through the wall. <laughs> we'll have to build the whole I'm studio morph, again. I'm going to morph into like a T-Tyrannosaurus Rex. Do they get, Tyrannosaurus! <laughs> do they get bigger when they, when they turned? I don't know. Because like the girls lost all form when they turned. I don't right, know. yeah, because sometimes they just straight up be guys. Right, it was five guys in colored leotards. Fighting, right. but in the show, it was three guys and two girls. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Welcome back. I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. Uh, I got something for you, Corey. You don't have it in your notes. I don't this have it in my notes. Good. I don't know what's happening right now. So, two bit of news stories coming out. Two bit news stories? Two news stories. Two bit news stories? Two, two bit stories? of news stories <laughs> coming out That's not two, about shut your mouth. the same person. Uh oh. Oh no. His name 
Ooh. is Robert Kirkman. Thank God it's not about me. <laughs> you know, I know where we were going here. Corey DLG, do you know who Robert Kirkman is? He is the creator of The Walking Dead, of Invincible, of oh, man, Tech Jacket. Pretty good. Um, he's a big deal. He's a big deal. So first, He's like the only guy in Image Comics that still works. So first bit of news. I believe it. He has signed a deal with Amazon to create original content. Oh, I did not know this. He did. Ooh. So look for some new stuff from Amazon. So last week... We talked about um, Netflix signed mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. with uh, Mark Millar, mm-hmm. Miller, and this week Amazon has said, "Hey, Robert Kirkman, you're better. You come hang out with us." Yeah, that's kind of a like because a lot of Robert Kirkman's stuff isn't licensed out right to anybody. Right. He only he actually surprisingly he actually has three things: The Walking Dead, on Showtime he has a show called Outcast, right, with Patrick Fugit, and basically the comic book came out the same time as the show. Right. So it kind of came out a little low-key. Uh, and then also, obviously, Invincible has been like in production, like pre-production forever. Right. Ever. And then he's got Fear of the Walking Dead, which he's a, he's a part of. Well, he's executive producer he's of that. A, right. right. Um, so now he signed a deal with uh, Amazon. I guess it's really his entertainment company. It's Sky something. I can't oh, uh, so Skybound. Skybound. Skybound is actually his image imprint. Right. He's the, he's the first guy in like 15 years to get an image imprint. When Image started, it was those individual artist guys, mm-hmm. and each of them had their own imprint, like Top Cow, Wildstorm. Right. Each, and then— They all broke off, right? Well, each one was independent anyway. They right. just all showed up at the same office, basically. And over time, they all kind of have sort of dropped off and come back and dropped off and come back and done their own stuff. Uh, Jim Lee sold his Wildstorm to DC. That's why all the Wildstorm characters are now in the DC universe, and that's right. why Jim Lee works for DC. Correct. Um, you are right. Scott, thank you. So Skybound, when they announced that a few years ago, it was actually a really big deal because essentially they gave him a piece of the company. Uh-huh. He went from being a guy who makes them money to now a guy who helps them grow their brand. Right. So Because now he has Correct. He has books under him now, under Skybound, that he doesn't even make. Like, right. Like he's, he's like the executive producer of these like, books. It's like a pyramid scheme. Sort of, yeah. I mean, but for good. <laughs> For good, maybe. I don't know if that's possible. For entertainment. So you ready for the next bit of news involving the Robert Kirkman? I am. Robert Kirkman and two of the other producers of The Walking Dead. Are making a third one? Are suing AMC Studios. Oh, Oh, really? Yes, they are suing. They have filed a lawsuit to sue AMC Studios because they feel like they haven't been paid what they are owed for the past seasons. Mm, I kind Mm. of wondered if this was going to come up. And let me tell you why. Go ahead. Um, You bring it up while I'm going to get some of the news story up. So Charlie Adler was the co-creator of The Walking Dead originally. He was the artist that Robert Mm -hmm. Kirkman started the book with. Now, the two of them grew up together. They're best friends. Um, Robert Kirkman says it very differently that I can't say on public radio, but they've known each other since before there was hair in places, is how they put it. Okay. Um, They are buds. Uh, Charlie Adler, though, was a bit of a slower artist, so he came off of The Walking Dead after six issues. However, he's technically a co-creator. When Robert Kirkman went to AMC and the deal got done... Charlie Adler basically got X amount of money, the end. Robert Kirkman, as a producer, was in full. So he would get paid overtime as well. But Charlie Adler just got a one-time check. Charlie Adler turned around after season two of The Walking Dead, and he sued AMC. Then Frank Darabont, who wrote the first two seasons right. and ran the show, filed a he lawsuit again. got fired, and he filed a lawsuit as well. And the reason I say I'm not surprised. Now, is, he's not a part of this lawsuit. No, he's he no a longer, separate one. He no longer works on the show. Right. And he is suing because they say bad things about him, and also he feels like he's owed more money. Right. Um, for the seasons he made. Um, and so basically what's going on here is AMC, they don't have a lot of hit shows right now. So they're probably 
leaning on The Walking Dead to kind of boost their revenues and boost their numbers and boost their viewers. And therefore, they're probably using more of the quote-unquote Walking Dead budget to spend for other stuff. And then they're taking that away from the profits of the show. So Robert Kirkman and everybody are probably getting less money right now than they used to. One of the big things I think it stems from is that AMC owns both the company that produces the show, AMC Mm -hmm. Studios, and the one that airs it, AMC Network. So they own the whole pie. Right. As opposed to stuff like Seinfeld, which was uh, produced by Castle Rock Entertainment, but then was aired on NBC. Right. Two different companies. Right. So there's two types of models to television for those who don't know at home. Right. A lot of times what'll happen is a company will independently make a show, then shop it to the networks to air it. And then the other thing is networks themselves will hire creative people to create shows for the network specifically. So like you'll hear, they used to do this with movies too. You'd hear someone has a three picture deal with Warner Brothers Studios. And what that means is their next three movies will be Warner Brothers movies. They can't go somewhere else. Channing Tatum had to make G.I. Joe because he had a multi-picture deal with the studio. Uh, there was literally no getting out of it short of giving money back. Um, and so he he publicly talks about how he didn't want to make that movie but didn't have a, didn't have a say really. So what they're basically saying is because AMC is paying itself for the show, uh, the AMC studios had little incentive to negotiate a high licensing fee from AMC Network. Right. So the money's just going back and forth. Right. So they're so basically doing it at cost. Right. Which means that they left profit on the table. And there's a rule about union negotiating, which mm-hmm. technically this will fall under, which is called good faith negotiations. And you have to negotiate in good faith. Otherwise, later on, the courts will invalidate the agreement and make you go back to the drawing board. Uh, it was a big deal in the NBA. A few years ago, they had a collective bargaining strike. The players got into an argument, and the, the, the league had been holding money back from the players' paychecks, saying that when they renegotiated, that money would be used for something else. The courts ruled that that was in bad faith, and the league had to give the players extra right. money. When the league gave those players back that money, they knew the players now had money to sit on and could wait longer, and the, the negotiations suddenly happened a lot faster, and the NBA season got back on track. Yeah, so with this in this instance... I think Walking Dead, because we're going to what, season eight now? Season eight of The Walking yeah. Dead premieres on October. Seven or eight, yeah. Season eight premiering on October 22nd so on AMC. Season seven. Uh, yeah, me too. But um, Like three episodes behind. There's a tiger it, in it. Since it was one of the first shows, you know, AMC, it was, they, they, they own both pieces of pie. Right. And so the lawsuit, they're pointing at shows that came after them, like um, Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Saul, and Mad Men that were all. Into the Badlands. Yeah. Well, yeah. they, they don't list into the Badlands. I don't know if that's an AMC to. show, actually. It is. It is? Uh, yeah. Oh, but uh, them, is, them is a different scenario. They had a different... They had a better deal. They had a better deal. Because so now they the have wa- two companies. They have somebody who's made the show, the show, and then AMC is showing it. So. so so basically, Robert Kirkman is saying, these guys, when they were two companies, got better deals than we got with what they are probably going right. to say is a better product. And we made AMC. Well, and they kind of did. They Walking did, no. Dead empowered AMC to then make... They weren't like, doing like anything before this. They're doing a lot of history stuff. AMC is, was American Movie Channel, and so right. they were doing a lot of uh, movies I liked. But mm-hmm. like they were like early '90s, late '80s movies. My cousin Vinny probably aired twice a month oh, on AMC. Nailed it. Um, that and uh, uh, the Kurt uh, Russell movie with Goldie Hawn, Bird on a Wire. Bird on a Wire would air on TBS and on AMC like all the time for no reason. And you were in love. I, man, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Kurt Russell's great. Isn't he? He is really good. He is. I Captain like, Ron. I like the current Kurt Russell. Executive decision. 
Such a great movie. <laughs> Him and John Leguizamo save the yeah, play. Yeah, and Oliver Platt, who's got in a neck brace because he broke his neck. <laughs> Isn't that just a great cast? No, no, no. Oh, Oliver, Steven Seagal's in it. Oliver and... Platt didn't break his neck. The The bomb diffuser oh, broke yeah, his, his neck. neck. And, and so he's telling he's Oliver Platt. straw? <laughs> That's where I got my fascination with toothpicks. Not toothpicks. Razor Ramon? No. Wow. Not Razor Ramon. It was Oliver Platt because I was so excited when Steven Seagal wasn't in the movie. I, you know what? Yeah. Steven Seagal, you know, you know how you beat Steven Seagal in a fight? How? You never throw a punch. No. Because if you throw a punch, he's going to make you hit yourself 32 times right. and then flip you over and step on you. But if you don't throw a punch, you're good. He can't, because he doesn't know what to do. He's like, go ahead, hit me. Hit me. Hit me. You know what I like, I like Kurt Russell in? Uh, just that movie Death Proof. The, uh, oh, the Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, the like B-side movies they did. He was like the driver. Yeah, I didn't so see good. it. He was so good. He was, was also good? good in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He was. He played Ego, the living planet. He played a great villain. He really does. He really. Does. I hope he starts doing more villain roles. Yeah. He's also Snake Plissken and Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. Yeah. Fantastic. They're essentially the same movie. They're just escaping from two different places. But it's the same movie. That's why I love Kurt Russell. Because he can <laughs> trick a studio into making the, the same, same movie. movie again. Oh, let's just make this movie, but let's put it in L.A. Right. Oh. Yeah, I, you know what? I yeah, feel like Kurt Russell good. got bored at home, and Goldie was like, just go make a movie or something. And he was like, oh, I'll call some people. I'll make some calls. And he's like, hey, what if Snake Plissken was in another movie? And they're like, oh, another Snake Plissken movie? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And he was like, okay. And they're like, what are you going to do? And he was like, I'll s- escape from something. Yeah. And they were like, I, th- I feel like we... And he's like, no, no, it'll be good. Trust me. We'll do L.A. this time. Right. Right. We'll first. do... Uh, yeah, uh, Escape from New York was second, I think. So he's like, I already escaped from L.A. Now let's escape from New York. Let's right. see what happens there. And, and then they were like, okay... And then he showed up with the same script, like the 1988 <laughs> script. He like kicked the dust off when he walked out. He's like, "Here you go." And they were like, "Uh, you can't." There's a lot of good movies based in New York. You know what? We should do a weekly top three next week. New York favorite movie. movies based in New York. I've already got my top three now. I think I do too. I got. I think I that's gonna, yeah, come, that's gonna come next week. Okay, I'm ready we'll, for we'll that. We'll do that one. Um, but real quick, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we will be inside of our weekly top three, mm. and Corey will wrap. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. That's your line. I didn't want to do it. Okay. Hello, Conroe. Now that school's back in session and summer's over, when the kids come home from school, they're going to be restless and rowdy, and you should take them to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic and various events every day, and especially the weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Woo! I'm the Woo! Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. You're listening to us on Carnival's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Give us a like and your dreams will come true. Uh, We're halfway through the show, which that, means we are at the weekly, the weekly top three. That sounded like a lie. Boom. You're so eager today. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to Community Radio. Lone Star on the air. You're just hanging out with us. We're just hanging out. We're doing weekly top threes. This time it's best pop culture combo cities. Everything and out. I just made that up. It's not top combo cities. It's top combos in pop culture. That doesn't rhyme. That's all right. We're just going as we go, having good times. We be rocking and we're rolling and we dropping these rhymes and we're just having fun and here comes our list. Pico goes first and he's going to make it up as he goes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>
Nailed it. That's my favorite part of the show. You were like, you like yeah, rushed week. in. Well, I didn't want yeah, you to like, say either. anything about my know, initial really. statement of dreams coming true. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just keep going. I feel like you're a football player who's trying to skip the coin toss there. Yeah. You're like, all right, all right, we'll kick it off. We'll kick it off. We'll take this side. What? What? One of my favorite memories. We haven't about, gone to the middle of the field yet. About coin tosses. We haven't rolled the president out yet. When I was in the, when I was in the eighth grade, I was a team captain. Okay. And so one of the tosses we went out there, and I think we were playing New Caney, if I'm not mistaken. And so uh, they go, they win the toss, and so they say we defer the second half, and we want this side, <laughs> <laughs> which immediately means now we get the ball to begin both halves. <laughs> Because you're supposed to say, I defer the second half, and we want to receive. Meaning, right. You want to receive the second half. But this kid was so eager. He was just like, we defer the second half, and we want to go this way. And umpire's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. I was like, I guess we'll take the ball in both halves. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's play. <laughs> we'll receive and receive. I'll take that, sir. You know okay. his coach was like, what happened? What did they? Why did he call slap that? Slapping somebody on a helmet. He tricked me, coach. He used his voodoo. He asked if I was sure, and I said yes. yes. <laughs> I've been there, man. I've been there. All right. So, you sure, Corey? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Weekly top three this week. That's how they get you. Deep regret. In honor of the Defenders coming out over the weekend on Netflix. That's right. I know everyone spent 30 sleepless hours. Oh, yeah. Catching up on every man, show. If we didn't have Space Cadets Con, my daughter's birthday, I would be already done with it. But hence, I'm only halfway through. Yeah. Uh, I'm done. I'm okay. already You're done. <laughs> so uh, I'm done with everything. We're doing yeah. um, our favorite team ups in pop culture. That just spans all of pop culture. That's right. Um, originally, Corey said comics. I said, you know what? How about just pop culture? And he said, you know what? I have a great idea. So this is Corey's idea today, and we're gonna roll with it. So Nico, that? did I just get credit for something? You did. Yeah. You did. Congratulations, man! All right, Nico. You know what that means? That means his head is so big that now it's full. <laughs> we finally filled it. No, probably so, not. Is that number one? <laughs> number one team up, Joey Savage and his big head. <laughs> That'd be a great book. All right, Nico, what's your number three? Uh, Lego Batman with the uh, rest of the Lego crew, the Unicat Kitty thing. Oh, when they all oh, yeah. team up. <laughs> yeah, the big team up with all the random people. It awesome. was really weird to see him in the Lego movie. Like It was cool because you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. They can kind of incorporate everything. But like he's hanging out with a <laughs> unicorn kitty and then a, a regular a, construction guy. <laughs> yeah. And then Morgan where Freeman's wizard pants? guy. Right. I love Morgan Freeman wizard guy. Honey, where are my pants? Man, I really like the Lego Batman movie. It was great. I didn't see that one. You haven't seen it? No. Oh my goodness. It's so good. No, it looked funny. The previews looked funny. I've seen it like but... four times. Really? It's so good. I gotta That's have a lot of Michael times. Sarah as Robin. He's so good. I think I gotta have kids. Oh, it was now Michael I'm, really now I'm moving. Sarah. Come on, Batman. Let's get grooving. Isn't Batgirl in it too? Yes. I think I need, I, Barbara Gordon. I think I need to watch this movie. You probably should. I'm probably surprised you idea. haven't seen it. You know what? I am too. You've seen all the other Lego movies by yourself in your house? So, late at night. this is an embarrassing story, um, but they all are when I tell them. Uh, um, <laughs> Every story. I was hanging out with my sister and uh, her family and the kiddos, and my sister was singing the words of the Moana song to the theme of Let It Go. Okay. And I was like, that's wrong. That's interesting. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's two songs. You're mixing them. You're mixed. It was a mashup. And she was like, why do you know that? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? That the Moana song is fantastic. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I, I was like. I finally watched that movie. I watched full Disney of, movies? Yeah. I finally watched that movie full of the way through. Completely watched it by myself on a Saturday night one time oh my on goodness. Netflix. Ugh. Between three beers. Uh, I've been standing uh, at the edge of the water. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, Corey, so what's your number three? 
Is it Moana and the Corey DLG team up? It should be. Moana and the Rock is what it should be. Oh. Um, no, it is actually Jackie Can Jackie Chan. Jackie Can. Jackie, Jackie Can. And Chris Tucker. Oh yeah. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Man, don't nobody understand the words coming out your mouth. That's a good movie. I I love both of them. Yep. There's three of them. Yeah. Um, uh, third one wasn't that was was both were they both in the third one or was it switch flip flopped? Something. I, I no, can't remember the are third there, one. Maybe there's only two rush hours. There's probably only two rush hours. And then I only ever remember two, so <laughs> Well, I forgot that there was like six Jackie Chan Owen Wilson movies. Um, That's new to me. Remember, it was like, uh, like he's like a cowboy. Yeah, yes. no, I know what that is. Yeah, I, I, like, I know what you're talking about. But then there was like one where they went to London, and then there's a, like there's like what there's like three Jackie Chan Owen Wilson movies. I don't know, which blew my mind too. But uh, Jackie Chan, Chris Owen Tucker, Wilson's great. Rush Rush Hour. They even um, had a TV show after Rush Hour. They did. Uh, but my favorite thing is the yeah, bloopers. Rush Hour three. Was there? Yeah. Man. Three of them. The trilogy. I'm trying to think. What a great trilogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> They were all in it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No. Because Rush Hour is the two of them, for sure. Oh, yeah. No. No doubt. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. But my favorite part is the bloopers, even in the second movie. Jackie Chan's hilarious. Jackie Chan's hilarious, but Chris Tucker doesn't know any of the stuff you think he should know. Like, in the first one, there's a line when the daughter's been kidnapped and the kidnappers are requesting $10 million. He's like, who do you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? And he couldn't say Chelsea Clinton for like 20 minutes. <laughs> they show the outtakes, and it's like 15 times. He's like, who do you think you can Wait, what was her name? Who is it? And it's like, do you not know who Chelsea Clinton is? Like, like, no, actually, I, actually, I don't. So do you mind who, like... Um... Who did he kidnap? <laughs> but, Wait, this uh, real? And then, and then Jackie Chan was... Uh, oh, there's, a, uh, there's a scene with him in the car, and he says something, and Chris is just staring at him. And finally, Jackie goes, it's your line, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's your line, guy. It's just so great. Another time his he's cell phone re he's just stared at it for like two minutes. And he's like, it's your line, Chris. <laughs> what are you doing? I like your Jackie Chan impersonation. Um, it's your line, Chris. Another time when they're in the airport and they're trying to leave, Chris Tucker's cell phone goes off like in the middle of the scene and he goes, oh, this is so unprofessional. Hey, man, what's up? What's up? <laughs> he actually is. Yeah, he took the call. I don't and think Chris Rock has done anything or Chris Tucker's done anything besides that. No, after Rush Hour 3, he went to Africa and like he stayed there for like two years. Disappeared? Well, he didn't disappear. Like people yeah, he knew where he was. No, he, he disappeared. Just, he, he didn't want to come back. He vanished into the Congo, he, he never to off. be seen again. He actually, um, he actually I'm to find this. Um, he turned down ten million dollars for a rush hour four. Oh, really? Yeah, that's not smart. He's like that's square. I, I, whatever he was doing in Africa was more important. Apparently, I don't, and I don't know what he was doing. Like, I don't, I don't remember like a video or a cause or anything. I don't know. I can't find this movie about him and uh, Owen Wilson. Around the world in eighty days. That's Jackie, the one. Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. That's got it. There's, there's that one, and then there's um. The one where he's a cowboy. Yeah, what was that one called? No, Owen Wilson's not in the Shanghai film. Noon and That's Shanghai Nights. That's what it is. Nailed it. Yeah. All and right. Owen Wilson sleeps with Jackie Chan's sister in the second one. Oh, that would be Owen Wilson. Oh, you rapscallion, you. All right, so my number three. Yes. Is the team up of the Jetsons and the Flintstones. That's a terrible. Oh my gosh. What is? It would be a great serial, but otherwise... Have you ever seen that, that show, that, that cartoon movie? No. no. It's so great. Isn't the little fairy guys in it, and like they mix them up? No, so what it is is like... I think it's the little fairy guys. It's in the guys future, and Elroy's working like on time travel. Of course, because uh, he's six. Right, and he's intelligent. I keep telling William he needs to cosplay as Elroy. He really does. Essence, right? He does. And so um, then there's a deal with the Space Lee Sprocket. And anyways, like, he ends up time traveling all the way back to... Uh, 
where the Funstones are. So you mean in a false prehistoric era when humans and dinosaurs coexisted? Yes. So then they're hanging out with the Funstones. them as, as construction equipment. Yeah. And as alarm clocks and, then, and uh, lamps. And then Mr. Spacely, Mr. Spacely figures out the time travel machine. And they go to bring, to bring them back, and they accidentally bring the Flintstones back to uh, the Jetsons time era. And so then the Flintstones get cholera, oh, and they man. die. It's a great. you got to watch this. It's awesome. I know I don't, and it, I won't. It's amazing. I don't think it is. Uh, we got a few minutes, Nico, so let's get your uh, number two. My number two is The Avengers. Uh, it was a good movie. <laughs> it was Avengers. The Avengers. It was uh, my favorite one. Thanks, um, Jackie Chan. It was when Captain America and Thor and the Hulk and Iron Man teamed up. Oh, and Jeremy Renner was there, but he had no powers, but he was mind-controlled. He also had a bow. He had a bow. He was a bad guy for like half that movie. Yeah, But that's kind of how he started out in comics, too, so that's that's fair. Man, I like Jeremy Renner. He's a good Hawkeye. So did you hear the... uh, I know you're you're staring at your clock. You hate when I do this. uh, You've got two minutes. He's walking around right now with two arm casts, Jeremy Renner. (laughs) What, bro? And he's filming another action movie. Right, bro. But apparently... Right at the end of Avengers 3, he did something, and he broke both his arms. <laughs> so they're like the they're like the air temporary cast. So yeah. like when he has to do stuff for the movies, he takes them off, Ooh, that's gotta and hurt. he does his acting, dedication, and then he puts them back in like the sleeves. That has to hurt. Um, yeah, oh. it's probably not comfortable, but like he 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 has a complaint, and he won't reveal what happened. He's like, no, no, it's just a little, I fell little off a set piece like and broke both my arms. Workplace accident. <laughs> They've already started working on four. filming four. Yeah, it's crazy. Take that, DC. Because I don't understand. No I don't, reshoots. I don't understand the chronology. I don't know how it's going. I don't know what's going to happen. When is when does Captain Marvel come out? Like after 2019, 2029. I think after four. <laughs> the world's going to be over by then. <laughs> right. No, the world was supposed to end in 2012. We're still here. I, supposed to end in 2K 2012. Like yeah. 2024, I think I'm betting on the next one there. Here's the thing. I think that the Aztec calendar was just off a little bit because they projected 2,000 years into the future. Right. Right. So, or yeah. they it's were just, just gonna... high on human brains. <laughs> or they just might have gotten the numbers backwards. What yeah. if it's 2021? What if it's 2102? Those dyslexic Aztecs now will never know. <laughs> I really thought you were about to say something else and you said Aztec. <laughs> I was like, oh, goodness. Oh, Nico. it was Mayans. You're right, yeah. Mayans. Mayans. Like, Mayans. Get ready to cut this part out. Yeah, get the buzzer ready. Get you the buzzer. son of a buzz. You son of a buzz. All right, so <laughs> let's jump out to a break real quick. And uh, when we come back, we will get into the rest of the weekly top three. And I promise you, mine and Corey's are way better than Nico's. You're listening to Nerd Thug. Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Facebook.com backslash nerd thug radio. Hey guys, Joey Savage here for our friends, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys, they've got action figures, they've got cards, they've got magic, they've got Dungeons and Dragons, Hero Clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything Yu Gi Oh! Vanguard. Whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy B-Mac at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off, a deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Yeah, hey, hi. Uh, This is Ernie Hudson, and I got to just give up great respect for Nerd Thug Radio and great respect for you guys for tuning in and listening. That's a little bit better. At least you're not going to turn into a costume ninja. <laughs> Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. He's like the colored explosion. Right. I am the colored explosion known as Joey Savage. This is the... Cor- Corey Dillon. 
Hey, Nico DLG here coming at you. We're later. right in the middle of our weekly top three, and this week we're doing our favorite team ups in pop culture in honor of the Defenders on Netflix that Corey has already seen. Yep. Um, we got a number three and two from Nico. You want to count it down real quick? What you got? Oh, yeah. It was. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, he forgot. Oh, no, I forgot him. <laughs> he forgot him already. It was Avengers for two. And it was Lego Batman for uh, Lego Batman. With no. all the other Lego characters. Lego dudes. Uh, Corey's was. Um, he's already like, he doesn't even know where he's at. Corey's uh, was Rush Jackie Hour. Chan and Chris Tucker. Rush That's Hour. a good one. And uh, mine was the Jetsons Flintstones team up. I like. Movie. I hate yours already. I, love that. I, love I feel like your list is going to be garbage. I love the Jetsons and the Flintstones and all that. I just did. You know what's even better? Is they're trying to do like a live action series of the Jetsons on, yeah, on a, I know. ABC? CBS? ABC ordered a pilot oh, of a live action. Man. Jetsons. I'm gonna, you know what? I wonder if they've cast anybody because if not, I've got an Elroy for them. You really do. You should send a photo. You should email ABC like hey, tonight. Look, here's Elroy. Right. Uh, but, boom. The only thing that keeps me happy about that is in the article I read, they talk about how the Jetsons have already been. They've tried to option the right. Jetsons multiple times and it fails every time. It's because technology hasn't caught up and it's now it is. Because it's a terrible idea. Just like Avatar. Just yeah, like Avatar. Yeah, James Cameron in the Jetsons. That's what I think. <laughs> they're simi- they're similar, sa- same similar but right. not congruent. Here's Avatar, Jetsons. Right, <laughs> right, right, right underneath it. What's your number two team The up? TV Avatar Jetsons. Um, <laughs> I don't think I started my timer. Oh, no. No, we'll never know. My number two I is did. Wolverine and Sorry, Phantom X. That's a good one. Yeah, I Any like particular it. story or just the whole overall Just the thing? dynamic between the two of them uh, because... Wolverine sees in Phantom X someone who struggles with the same issues that Wolverine struggled with. Right, right. Which are right. part one being a, a, a weaponized superhero. where So Wolverine was designed to be just a monstrous killing machine, and he kind of overcame it. And Phantom X was built to be a mutant hunting sentinel for the future. I was designed and to be a love machine. I, you know what? I'll give you that one. Thanks. I believe it. Thanks. I believe it. I look at you, and I think, there goes that love machine. Yep. Thank you. And Thank he you. won't work for nobody but me. That's right. No, not you. Me. Oh. I thought, <laughs> like, right. like I licensed you out. No, continue. Um, continue. But anyway. Continue, pimp. So Wolverine has been trying to, like, steer him to the good side and has been, like, a father figure to him. But Phantom X is kind of one of the hardest people to deal with yeah. in comic books because he's, like, a he's fake French. If that just, that's, <laughs> that's, that's his personality. That's the description of his personality. Faux French. Imagine a fake person and a French person and combine them. Right. That's, that's Phantom, Phantom X. X. And then he has mutant powers. The one time he split himself into three. Right. That was even better. So they did a lot of cool things with him. He has three brains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of them is the evil mutant hunting sentinel. One of them is the rogue adventurer. And then one of them is a criminal. Right. And so the three of them together is is like what guides the principles of Phantom X. So. Yes. Stop there. Okay. We're Phantom X. There's three of us. That's fair. Who's who? Um, Nico is the faux French roguish. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you're the criminal. Of course. Thank and you. I'm the mutant hunting sentinel. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the I, same page. I think I got the worst job there out of the three of us, <laughs> though. I'm glad we're on the same page. That, you know what? Mutant hunting sentinel for the future? Right, because that's totally correct. Like, I'm the most underutilized member of this team because, like, there are no mutants for me to hunt. Right. I'm just waiting. Good. <laughs> Staying around. Show up, mutants. So we'll, I'll hunt you down. So Wolverine and Phantom X here, Numero Dos. Yeah. It, it, anything in the X-Force run where you see the two of them interact. Oh, Rick Remender, right? Rick Remender. Remender. Yeah. Remender. Yeah, Remember man. Remember Remender. Did you, you finish that, right? The I Dark did. Angel uh-huh. saga? How mm, great amazing. was that? I want you, to go on to the next one. Nerds. Nerds of the world, check out X-Force volume, Rick Remender volume one. It's the Dark Angel saga. It is awesome. It is very good. All right. What's your number two? I, I can validate that statement. I love. It. Like I, I read it twice before I gave it. So to my you. number two comes out of the movie called X Men Two. 
Okay. It is uh, probably my favorite X-Men movie of, of any of them they've done, I think. Okay. Um, and so in that movie, the good guys and the bad guys have to team up mm. to, to go save Professor X and all of mutant kind. It's always fun when Magneto has to team up with the X-Men, yeah. right? That's it's always, always a good story. when Magneto and Wolverine are side by side and having to work together. And then Mystique's there. There's the dynamic of like her and Cyclops because they're both kind of leaderish. And one's like, no, I'll do it. Right. I really liked the, I don't know the right way to say this, how Magneto and Mystique kind of played like the odd couple mocking the X-Men the whole time. Yeah. Like Wolverine kept, they were going to get back into the Weapon X base and they were like, yeah, but we need a sneaky way in. And Wolverine was like, fine, I'll do it. And Mystique and Magneto kind of look at each other laughing. They're like, he thinks we're talking about him. <laughs> and you're like, I'll stab both of you. <laughs> like, no one appreciates that. But it's funny. Also, it's, he's it's, made of metal, so it doesn't right. work. Yeah, that's right. true. There's one guy he shouldn't fight. Not. Ian McKellen? Yeah, not fight. Ian McKellen's a dangerous Sir guy. Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, that's just, that's my number two favorite team up. Just anytime, like, good guys and bad guys have to team up to, like... Fight another bad guy? Fight another... Super big bad guy. Super ultra bad it's guy. Always, it's always fun. See, and here's where... Uh, uh, this sounds really... This is terrible sound. I'll go ahead and say it because I've already started. Go for this it. This is where we would wish Heath Ledger was still alive. Right. Because I'm, I'm 100% convinced that the Batman 3 would have been Joker and Batman versus Bane. You think so? Yeah. That would have been great. Because if you follow the story arc, Joker and Batman are at play. What they are fighting for is the soul of Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And what Bane is doing is destroying Gotham City to break the Batman. And the Joker doesn't want to break the Batman. No. He wants to compete he, with... He needs the Batman. Right. Just Michael Jordan and Larry Bird loved playing against each other. The Joker needs Batman to be happy. Right. So the Joker needs Gotham to be happy. Right. So when Bane threatens Gotham... That would have been amazing. The Joker would have helped. Man, those movies were awesome. They were awesome. I love that Bane character. How crazy would that fight have been between Joker, Bane, and Batman? You think darkness is your ally? Oh. I was born in the darkness. You merely adopted it. <laughs> All right, Nico. Playing cards in the eye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's your numero uno? Vindicators and Rick and Morty. Obviously. <laughs> the, the, the greatest episode team up. <laughs> just dropped Vindicators 3. Last week's. Last week's. Yeah, last yeah. week's yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty and the Vindicators. I really like the ant guy. Million yeah. ants. Million oh, ants. That's a great character. It's a, it's a good little bit. It's a good game. And then they start talking. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they, it turns out they had the affair. Yeah. And then the, the ghost train is like, well, we were married when you were on Dalaran 5. <laughs> <laughs> and then she reaches she reaches in she and grabs the queen, the queen bee. that's his heart she reaches in and grabs it she literally <laughs> breaks his heart <laughs> oh get the Cory cam up Cory cam Cory cam uh, it's so good I just like watching you laugh your beard just sways in the wind when the million ants kills ghost train it's like and then he tries to justify it he's like okay obviously we're in a stressed out situation and these are all Rick's fault. And Rick was like, well, I don't know. That last one looked a little bit like murder to me, million ants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then he continues to do three-pointers. <laughs> yeah. We've done it. Rick and Morty and the Congratulations. Good three-pointers. All right, Corey, what's your number uh, one? I don't know. Do something like shoot three three-pointers. <laughs> Why don't you get 23-pointers? Now, <laughs> now, now, now. Uh, so my number one completely changes gears here. Yeah, it it's uh, Eminem and Lil Wayne. Lil Weezy, and there are what two songs? A couple songs together. No love is my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, it's the best one. It is. It is. And it came at that album. That's to me that yeah. is the best Eminem album. It's pretty good because you, you everyone thought he was done at that mm-hmm. point. The last two albums had bombed. A lot of artists don't make that comeback from 
back to back. Ain't Eminem. No, no, and that's and that's the thing is this is when you find out that Eminem is Eminem. Right. When recover when recovery comes out. Yeah. You suddenly you're like, man, he's a lot bigger deal than I realized. Uh, it really the other thing that made me realize how important Eminem and and Lil Wayne too. This totally you got to be fair to him too. Um, was I was watching the Defiant Ones, okay, okay, which essentially is an HBO documentary about Jimmy Iovine, right? And Jimmy Iovine has kind of worked with all these great musical icons, he and it sure gets has. to to Interscope Records, and then it gets to Aftermath, where it's Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, and then Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine together discover Eminem, and then Eminem discovers Fifty Cent, and then you realize like they kind of name some other people that started at after or at Shady Aftermath uh-huh. or at Aftermath that Eminem start like he found he it, like the game. I mean, like, there's it's mm-hmm. it's real people, and you're like, man, these are like important people still today. You gotta put Yellow Wolf on the map as well. Yeah, twelve years later in rap, these people are still the relevant tycoons of rap. Yeah, and they're rap. all Eminem's guys. Rap never dies. It's, no love is a great. No great love. Song. It's a great song, and there's one with Eminem that it's on Lil Wayne's album. They did one for each of them. Right. But yeah, just that combo because that song No Love was a huge combo breaker. And just yeah, two of my favorite rappers, but also. On that one, Lil Wayne himself kind of steps up his game mm-hmm. because he gets sloppy sometimes and he's by himself or he's doing like a whole album well, it's because just freestyles. He does like a lot of mixtapes. He goes in there and like he'll literally record like 30 songs at one right. time. And so you know the middle of that can't be any good. Right. But when he's like, I'm on a track with Eminem, oh. he brought his A game. A game. And that album, that album was great. But that's, that's No Love in particular was one of the best songs probably right. of that year. My uh, numero uno. What do you got? Is the team up Uh-oh. of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Kevin Nash. And Scott Hall, the N- team that created NWO that has forever changed wrestling. the new 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 world order. It changed the face of wrestling forever. It did. It did. It. I mean, even that is twenty years ago now. Let me ask you this. Yes. Do you think WCW makes it without NWO? No. No. NWO was the rise of what DC East, was the rise of what WCW was. And then on the flip side was also the, the fall downfall of right. what WCW The very was. sword that they won by, they right. died by, right. No, because they were kind of nothing. They were just they were just a bunch of, you know, some of the retired guys were going to WCW. Right. It was old WWE guys, right. and, and then it was nobodies. And uh, it was just kind of nobodies. And then these three guys teamed up I mean, with Eric Bischoff, I guess you could say, created the NWO. And all of a sudden, now they put WCW on the map. Right. It was the biggest promotion. Now all these guys like Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero— they were all flocking in. They were getting TV time. They were getting seen. And they all became huge stars on their own rights afterwards. Definitely. they The NWO changed wrestling forever. Forever. Absolutely. Just, I mean, up until that point, it, was, it wasn't really mainstream pop culture, I right. would say. It was, I mean, the, WWE was Well, doing, wrestling had kind of taken its dive. So wrestling in the 80s, they hadn't yet. 80s, they weren't really syndicated. They weren't showing. They weren't big on TV. Right. They had, like, the Saturday stuff, and they were still territorial. And then the early 90s come, and they start you know raw starts becoming a thing and but the problem is at that point though because wrestling is fake they're still doing like the old lame storylines and right. people now knowing it's fake don't care right and then nwo hello conroe now that school's back in session and summer's over when the kids come home from school they're going to be restless and rowdy and you should take them to space cadets with comic books collectible card games board games role-playing games and toys all in a family-friendly atmosphere what more could a person ask for Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic and various events every day and especially the weekends. Dungeons and Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. 
Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Is it supposed to be raining or something? Like, I yeah. don't understand why he's doing that. I bring the rain. It's live. It's rain. It's rain. Chief full of them all. The rainmaker. That's going to be your wrestling you know, that's identity. That's Chief full of them all. <laughs> you listen to Nerd Thug Radio on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. You have, like, the big feathers. Sister stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You'll be wearing, like, worldwide the vest with, like, the chicken bones on it. Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. He looks like like the worst Indian stereotype, but then it's just plainly a white guy with tattoos. That's racist. <laughs> yeah, it will be, but it'll be great. You feminist. It'll be the best gimmick they've had in a long That's time a, on wrestling. It's not the same thing, but okay. Right. <laughs> Nico. Yeah, what's your, going on, your guys? Your segment. Take, hey, it guys. Take it away. Don't run from this, Take chief full of them all. <laughs> Take it away. You should play the chief. Don't wear a shirt. Just come out in some, like, moccasins and, like, uh, brown I already wear tights. moccasins. Yeah, see? Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah, it was you doing the rain dance, though. I can do the rain dance? On, on <laughs> this is what I'm talking about right here. Dr. Zoidberg. I'm yeah. A, I'm a great character. All right, Nico. All right. Your segment. What do you got? Hey, guys. Nico DLG. Coming at you live. Yeah. Like always. Uh, so this week, uh, with with the grand return of uh, Rick and Morty coming back into my life like it needed to be for the last two years, um... There's a very, very strong overtone this season that I think we, we have to talk like about Like, you're saying now. it just came back? Cause it's been back for, like, three, four weeks now. Yeah, it's been back for, like, three okay. weeks, but it's back in my life now. Like, and, five weeks? You guys are... Y'all have no sense of time. No. This is episode four, I mean, four, the, to be right? fair, I don't know what time Episode five just aired okay. last night. So, four weeks. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> episode out. one was April Fool's Day. Yeah, right. right. Got okay. you. That came out, like, months ago. By the way, that means there's only, like... Six more episodes left. Yeah, don't make don't remind me. I'm gonna be real sad. Uh, Game of Thrones only has a, uh, one more week left. I haven't seen any. Of it. I haven't seen. I haven't caught up. I'm like season four. <laughs> I hate the both of you. You're Thank the you. worst nerds ever. No, I'm not. Game of Thrones. Really? You haven't seen Lego Batman? <laughs> All right, Nico. Dismiss. Take over. Quit. So take over. Um, so uh, Rick and Morty is tackling kind of an interesting topic that is covered in a lot of modern. I feel like a lot in modern TV and kind of a modern reality for a lot of people. Divorce? Space divorce. travel? Yeah, oh, uh, divorce. Oh, divorce. <laughs> yeah, no, dimension uh, traveling. Going through the D- big dimension travel is like number two on the list. Dallas. By the way, oh in the Vindicators episode, when he uses the portal gun to leave the spaceship, he should not have been able to portal gun back into the spaceship because the spaceship would move through space. In time? No, but it would move through space. So how would his portal gun know where to not portal him back into space? I don't know. You're just he getting, probably knew where they were going. He's technical. Rick. He's a genius. You can explain anything that there way. There you go. All right. That's Plot it. hole. Plots. I'm just saying. When he, did it, when he did it on the episode, I was like, oh, he can't come back now. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought the same did. thing for a minute, but no. And he did. He He's did Rick. come back. He came back drunk. And He's Rick. Ruined, <laughs> ruined their conference room. <sighs> anyway, great. divorce. So divorce is a, a common a common reality for many people living in America today. Except for you. Except for me, thank God. I'm a child of divorce. You are? You're right, yeah. Don't worry. Give it enough time. Your dad can try again. <laughs> My life is over. <laughs> he was like, that's funny. That's not funny. Wait a minute. <laughs> right, yeah. Then it, then it hits real close to home. It's like, oh, jeez. Okay. So I think it's kind of taking an interesting, I don't know, take on it because it, it handles it semi-seriously with the characters and, like, what they have to play with because you can see in the different characters how it affects them. Yeah, they're handling this very respectfully, which for Rick and Morty is awkward. Is a little bit of a surprise. Right. But it, But it's really not... Because even though the whole show has been sarcastic and brutal, it's always been honest about a family dynamic. 
Right. Because really what the show is genuinely about is that Rick, this is his only attachment in all of the universe. He keeps coming back. Right. And so... For more. And you can tell that the, that the mom loves having her dad back and that that has changed all the dynamics, but they handle that in a very... They've always... It's always... It's been funny, but it still has been, I mean, honest and real. Like, it's never felt done for humor stupid. Right. Um, so, you know, we're saying it's surprising because it's the Rick, show it's, that Rick and Morty, right? Has. It's Rick and Morty and it's silly and it's funny, but it is, he was a pickle for the last right. <laughs> pickle Rick. That was my favorite one. So, far. but they are, but they are handling the story of divorce. He turns himself into Honestly, a pickle. I know to get out of going to therapy. Right. And, and then, then it creates this like rat roach armor, armor and mech out, battle suit. Yeah. A battle suit. That's amazing. They, uh, they did a little bit, uh, Dan Harmon about how they were basically ripping off John Wick and the idea that John Wick is the boogeyman. Yeah. And so the word that they were all saying in Russian when he was in that compound yeah. is Russian for pickle. Really? <laughs> it's awesome. Slovenia. That means pickle. It's pickle. <laughs> uh, that was a real pickle that they were in. Oh. That's Hispanic for pun, Nico. <laughs> all right. But no, I do think they've been handling divorce really well. And they've been walking through that story. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, in the in the first episode back when they're in the, you know, the ripoff of the Wastelands and Summer is like lashing leading, out. yeah, lashing out and just angry and all then, the time. And then uh, Morty, Morty gets the hand, the arm. The arm. <laughs> kind of getting in the same feeling as well. Right. And so they kind of work through their stuff. And then at the end of the episode, Summer goes and visits her dad. Goes and visits her dad. I had a dad to visit. No. Oh, so Rick and Morty. Um, yeah. That was a good one. Then the Vindicators come along. Man, the Vindicators. That's such a good one. I love that Rick was so awful and offensive that they didn't have him back for the second yeah. like grouping <laughs> of the Vindicators. Back. And then they, they killed three minorities just so they wouldn't have me yeah. back. <laughs> they killed three minorities just so they wouldn't have me back. I could have saved it in seconds. <laughs> right. I could have done this immediately. <laughs> oh, good old Rick. You guys take way too long to do things. <laughs> when he kills the guy that they've all assembled to fight. And they get there, and that guy's dead, and someone's like, well, whoever did this is far more dangerous. And Rick's like, I don't know. He's probably, oh, man. <laughs> oh, I did this. This was me. <laughs> Actually, my favorite part of the entire episode is in the very beginning when Morty pulls out his card. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> you know, he pulls out his card. He's like, I'm going to invite my, my punch here to go on whatever adventure I want to go on. <laughs> one in gets, ten adventures for me. <laughs> and he punches the card for the tenth one. Do you remember what that's from? Uh-uh. It's from the first season when they they go on the beanstalk thing and the egg king like oh, okay, okay. drags Morty into the bathroom. Yeah. He gives him, that, gives him the card. He gives him the card in that episode where and, he, and he's like basically, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'll tell you what, Morty. I'll tell you what. For every 10 adventures we go on, you can have one. And so that was what they, that that's good. where that card's from. I forgot about that episode. I'm going to go home and watch it now. Yeah. That's yeah, a good one. When they ride the snail all the way back up. Yeah. Or all the way down. I don't remember which way down, they went down. down yeah. They went down. to the land of giants. All right, yeah. And they accidentally killed the giant because he falls and hits his head on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and they go to giant jail. And then the giant lawyer comes in and he goes, these aren't giants. They can't be tried. <laughs> Let them go. <laughs> right. Oh, good old Rick and Morty. It just brings us so much joy. It's such a well-written show. And I think that really like kind of plays into it, too. Which is why it took 18 months to make. Right, yeah. Oof. Oh, we talked about that. Sure, yeah, we, did. we did. We did. Oh, yeah, we sure did. There's that Morty <laughs> voice. Every time I see Morty, I think of you. But that actually sounded... I see sounded, myself in Morty. <laughs> that sounded more like uh, the one the mom shot. Oh, yeah. 
his friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you didn't friend, have any bad memories of me. <laughs> he he said he said he's sorry you didn't have any bad memories of him. <laughs> Dunzo. Uh, what a so, tragic tale. Just the whole thing, like, and every it's it's one of those shows that it's I mean, not family friendly. No, but um, there's how many besides season three? Was it like ten episodes or eleven per season? I think it's ten. Ten. Uh, yeah. So let's just like say, let's just say there, was, there was twenty episodes. Yeah, and you could just watch them on repeat, like just over yeah. and over again. Like when we were I in know, Louisiana we Comic Con, because Corey was snoring and no one could sleep. We just listened and watched Rick and Morty like on excuse me instant excuse loop. Me. Can you rephrase that? We couldn't sleep because you were snoring. I could. You couldn't sleep because I was snoring. Actually, I did. I went and locked myself I in the bathroom. I slept just fine. I and, slept okay. And that will never happen again. <laughs> what do you mean? Speaking of Louisiana Comic Con, we're going to be there in a couple weeks. Yeah, we are. Yet. Oh, my God, um, guys. I, I put some posts up on, on the on the Facebook page. So um, if you want to take a trip to Lafayette, and I don't know why you wouldn't. It's not like a three and a half hour drive. Uh, there's okay. some great stuff going on in Louisiana Comic Con. And you can always stop at a casino on the way back. Right. That's so, what we did, and that's why Nico only has one kidney. Right. So you guys should make the trip out there and come see us and hang with us and all that that fun stuff. Right. Uh, I'll sign your baby. Corey will do that for mm-hmm. sure. I'm a generous baby signer. He's a generous baby signer. Remember last time we were there, we met the, the guy that was dressed as Rick, and he was trying to oh, sell yeah. like 3D Those machines. 3D printers. That's he, a great gimmick he, to dress up as. He tricked us, though. He did. Because he was like, you can have one for free. And so I was like, Nico, grab it. And he was <laughs> like, no, you have home. to enter a contest. And I was like, oh. And you had to go to the after party. Right. And then, I don't even remember him this. naming a winner at the after party. I think he just put his own name in the hat. He took it home for free. Right, yeah. That's probably what happened. That's a Rick thing to do. That is a real <laughs> Rick thing to do. You're right. Who was he? Was it there? There was like a female character that he was with. That was she was Morty. She, she was just, a Morty? Yeah. That's right. And then That's we met right. the uh, Rick and Tiny Rick at uh, Houston Tiny Comic Tiny Rick! Pizza. Tiny Rick! There's an interview about that up on uh, the YouTube, so you should check that out. Yeah. All she kept saying was, Tiny Rick! Yeah. Hey, that so, was fun. Uh, so I was dying your... in a vet. Yeah. That's a good line. <laughs> how's, how's, how's your con going? Tiny Rick! That's it. Right. Over and over and over again. It was Thank a good you. time, though. It, it was, was a good time. It's always a good time. It's always a good time. I have Cons good times. are good times. That's yeah, true. So, um, Go to them if you have the ability. Oh, we want yeah, to thank everybody who came out and saw us at Space Cadets Con Con off. Yeah, off, that was so. awesome. It was a shout super, out to you. That's why we're all exhausted to, today. Yeah, shout, right. out, shout out to uh, BMAC for uh, having us out there. Yeah. Uh, there and cool. Being a featured guest, and we were just playing some Mario Kart and good time. talking to all of our friends. Hey, friends. Hey, friends. Hey, hello, friends. friends. This is Nico DLG coming live. I'm going to, yeah, like Nico DLG segment, like always. Maybe I'll just cosplay as Nico. Yeah. Hey guys, Zach cosplayed you at the last. LA That's true. Con. It's pretty <laughs> accurate. It should have won, by the way. Went up on right. the stage on with accuracy? the headphones and, and the, the microphone. Mic? Yeah, man, it was perfect. Oh man, how did he not win? Because he looked exactly like me. I'll Glasses. tell you who won. Glasses. That's what that, that was the thing. guy won. That guy. That guy right there won. But it wasn't a. It wasn't Zach. No, it was not tragic. Zach. You know, you thought Zach would have learned his lesson at Houston Comic Palooza when he had you know put all the panel ideas up. <laughs> no, Lafayette Con comes around. He just submits more panel ideas. But this time and, it was only like three and not and he five. he got chosen. All, was he, it all of them again? He got got. I don't know. I think it's two of them. Two okay. of them. That's not as bad. He got got. He got it. Got it. But now he has to go host more panels. You know, you do the big one first. I guess all of these little ones will be yeah. easy peasy. Yeah. At I this point, they have like one panel room. At this point, he's like a panel pro. <laughs> right. He? He's done more panels than probably people have done in several years. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> he's like seven did, of them yeah. in one day. Like eight of them in one day. One And they day. weren't even like small panels, too. That first one no, that we went a, to was packed. 30 yeah. people in there. Yeah. yeah same we're, thing we're, with the Doctor Who one that we went to. Oh, I, yeah? was, I was on the, uh, I was one of the panelists. Doctor Who? Yeah. No, we walked by and. <laughs> 
Nico, who's probably never seen an episode of Doctor Who, is sitting I've on seen the two. panel. I've seen two episodes. That put you on the panel. There Let's is. Uh, I put ourselves out to a break real quick. When we come back, we're going to wrap this show up. Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey guys, Joey Savage here for our friends Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys, they've got action figures, they've got cards, they've got magic, they've got Dungeons and Dragons, Hero Clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything Yu Gi Oh! Vanguard, whatever you want to do gaming wise, go see my boy B Mac at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio, he'll even give you 10% off a deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Hey, this is Xander Genere. And this is Bonnie Gordon. And together we are the, the Library, Library Bards. Bars. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Woohoo! On Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Joey Savage. <laughs> Corey DLG. Nico DLG. This is the last segment of the show. This is where we wrap things up. Like it got worse and worse. That's the whole point. Throughout the episode, That's the you're bit. dancing. That's the bit. Is it? How did you not figure that out by now? I didn't realize your dancing was a bit. I just continuously do things that I know will drive you crazy. They don't drive me crazy. Like I'm just and sad it for works you. Every single time. Because like your kids inherit this. Every single time. <laughs> All right, so to wrap the show up here, don't forget to check us out facebook.com backslash nerd thug radio. Um, but one of our bloggers. Uh, as part of the Nerd Thug Radio media team. Yeah, uh, check out the website and all of our blogs on it. Yep, uh, Corey will have another one up soon, I bet. No, probably not. Uh, but yeah, just go to nerdthugradio.com, click Tragic. on the blogs. You'll see all of our uh, handsome and pretty faces, and you can click on them and, and go see what they have to say. Um, one of them is Krisha, and she wrote an article a couple weeks ago that I thought was pretty interesting. Okay. And something we, uh, I, I figure would be some good topics here. Why are you talking so fast? Am I talking fast? Yeah, I feel like he's talking fast. I feel like this is Turn on I, the phone operator thing. Yeah. This is how I talk. <laughs> Turn him down, like, just like one knot. This is how I talk normally. <laughs> hey, guys. It is I. It is I. No, it just, it felt like you were like, like, you, you feel like we need all 12 minutes. Like, we you feel like we were sprinting into we this. We do. We need Didn't to. it? But, uh, so she wrote this article okay. and she entitled it Humans in Horror, The Fascination. See, I thought this was about people who rubberneck at car accidents. No. Oh, okay. So basically her article is fixated on car what, is, horror movie. what is the Coming fascination of humans, people, male and female, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, the horror genre because the horror genre is huge. It's, it's a spooky big. It's spooky big. Ah, ah, that was a good that, one. It's Hispanic for pun, Nico. That was a good one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go check her blog out, and you can get her thoughts on it. But uh, me and DLG are here going to spit a little bit on this topic. Yeah, um, I think part of it is the safety of entertainment and the idea that it's a movie. Right. right? So, like, th everybody has certain little things that they're just genuinely afraid of. And this is one of the topics, I think, that me and you, one of the only things we don't, yeah, you hate. We don't. Stuff. We don't agree on like most things that we like. We both like together. Right. Uh, this is one thing that you like and I don't like. Right. I like scary stuff. I just. I like I just, scary I don't stuff. Like it. Um. It's not my cup of tea. To me, there's a level of comfort to it because at a young age, you know, I had a lot of supernatural, paranormal stuff happen, and so I I feel comfortable around stuff. I feel confident that like okay, I know what's going on here, um, and so I I'm not weirded out by it, but. There's you always got, you got two like schools on the horror stuff. You've got like the supernatural and then the super scary gory, stuff, and then the gory right. saw hack people to death right. hostile type stuff. Right. And so that's what I was kind of gonna get at real quick is 
there's basically people like to feel safe while being threatened. And so like when, when they can find that thing that they're like, Oh, that's really, Oh, I can't handle that. Oh, that's too much. Then when a movie is about that, they can kind of safely experience that fear. And so that's when they get into it. Like if you're afraid of spiders, probably the scariest movie you could watch would be arachnophobia. The movie was nuts. But you probably do watch it. And you watch it and the whole time you're kind of like, oh God, oh God, oh God. It's like, uh, I'm very afraid of sharks, but I yeah. still have seen all the Jaws movies. <laughs> uh, and Shark Week. And Shark, oh, I do, I, you know what, I'd have. But I, I like. I was there. I like the Jaws movies because it's like a safe way to experience that phobia. Experience the fear? The the feeling of being afraid. It's kind of nothing. a, it's sort of a, I don't know, like it, it, I feel like my brain rewards me for being scared. You think so? I think so. Like maybe. surviving it. Surviving it, maybe? Yeah. You survived sharks because you watched Jaws? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have survived sharks. I'm going to a support Because there's no way I'm going past like two feet deep of water. No, you're not. Dark water, I'm out. Out. I kind of dig the more ominous and spooky things, kind of the more Lovecraftian horror where it's just like super ominous and like things out of your control. Like weird squid gods are coming through from space. Right. Like, See, that stuff always seems so dumb to me. I don't understand. Like, like why that, is that, that scary? Like why 80s or 70s, like B-horror. Right. Not, not necessarily like the B-horror stuff, just more of like it's, it's something more grand than you could ever imagine something. Like it's, it's almost like it's like this entire world encroaching on your own world. Oh, that makes more sense, but the thing they always use, the imagery that always comes up, is like these angry squid things, and well, that's like, like the least scary thing to me. Squids are dirty nuts, man. Squids are brilliant. Uh, I've actually yeah. watched them, you know, the videos where they get themselves out of jars and stuff, and then uh, zookeepers and aquarium owners will tell you that they are notorious escape artists, which blows my mind. Right, because right, they're uh, squid. Fish. Also, <laughs> they're not fish, they're squids. Uh, squids. most nations have banned animal testing uh, on squids unless you use an anesthetic because they've now decided that they're so intelligent that they can feel pain. Um, squids, man. Squids. But but all that being said, like, I'm not, a, like, the idea that the the majestic, overpowering god is a squid, like, I laugh. Like, uh, I don't know. Well, a lot, of, a, a lot of the time, it's just kind of like, that's what our human eye can see kind of deal. Let's see, again. Our, again. What <laughs> our human eye can see, I am Dracula. See, if it's, like, supposed to be something so terrifying, like, when everyone else is seeing squid, I'm like, is that... Is that a land shark? Is that what are a, we? Is that what's for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Are we having? Are we doing sushi again? Like I don't know. I just I don't feel like like in Hellboy, when uh, the Rasputin's trying to set free the old god, and it's a giant squid guy breaking out of an ice cube. I was like, not scary, <laughs> not scary at all. Not scary. This and then sure bad. enough, Hellboy kills him with grenades. Like it's not even <laughs> grenades. Wasn't even that hard. Because <laughs> Hellboy's the greatest. He just grenaded him. Right. Dude, like son the, of, the son of the devil. <laughs> right. The second movie was a harder fight for him when he had to fight the little elf guy who looks like Tom yeah. Cruise. The golden army. Tom Cruise. Right. But meanwhile, he kills an old squid god in like three minutes. And tres minutos. Yeah, but that's not, oh. really, that's not really a horror movie now, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. But I mean, it's that same Lovecraftian occult deity thing. It's always, it's just, it's always blown my mind when you get into like the gore stuff, like Saw and Hostel. And I've never been a fan. Me yeah, I don't either. either. But like, it, it blows my mind how many people... We'll Enjoy. tap into that. Oh, for sure. Like the darkest part of humanity and watch it and like, this is so good. It's like, man, there's some, there might be something wrong with you. Well, the the thing of it is about those movies, part of their success, the reason they kept making so many, which is how I should phrase this, is the economics of it. Uh, Saw and Paranormal Activity Super both had cheap. the benefit of being very cheap movies to make. Uh, in Saw, essentially, it's almost all single set. 
Mm-hmm. And then on top of that... Right, it's like 90% in like one room. Right. And so then on top of that, it's a, usually a bunch of unknown actors and like three people you've seen in a TV commercial. And so they kept their budget way down. So if 70 people go see it in the theaters, they break even. And then if if, if it does $20 million, they basically made $19.5 million. Right, right. So every Halloween they were making another saw. And the same with the paranormal activity. The budgets were so small for those movies because it was made on handhelds and it looks fake and blah, blah, blah. And then basically every time one of those movies made $40 million, they're like, well, let's make another let's one. Let's do another one. But it's just crazy that they made that much money off tapping into... Well, see, but that's what I'm getting at. It's, it's, not a, it's not a ton of money. But it is a ton of money to them. Well, I mean, it is a ton. I mean, it's enough money, but like if they had made a real movie, right, it, not, it wouldn't have done well. Like a if, million dollar horror movie that's about cutting people up and now right. it just made 40 no, million. Yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, uh, okay, so when you check out Carisha's article, she she made a point. Um I'm going to read it. I'm just going to read it verbatim here. Okay. It says, "Let's go way back. Aristotle, the brilliant Greek philosopher, posted this idea of I guess that's catharsis." Yeah. Ooh, nailed it. He believed that civilization was drawn to horror and violence because it gives us a chance to purge negative emotions and release aggression. So when you look at it from that point, Okay, maybe it makes sense why. Yeah, he's kind of agreeing with me. Yeah, they can safely experience and, those and things release their aggression, yeah. right? And so that kind of took her into the look at me, thing. me and Aristotle, yeah. the worldwide argument over video games and violent behavior in children and teens. Like, does it? You know what's but, but you know what's weird to me about that argument? If we can go on that sure, tangent yeah, for a second, go for it. Um, every time they do a study, every time they do an investigation or an experiment on it. They figure out that uh, no correlation, right? Yeah. But that's never once stopped the people. No, the people from not. saying that it's because one bad apple can spoil the entire bunch. So and it's just one person. They link one person to it. Right. Now all of a sudden it's blown up and it. Goes right. To everybody. Oh, well, the guy who did bad Negatively. stuff. He liked Marilyn Manson music, so obviously Marilyn Manson music is, is the reason they all do it. Is wrong. And so, like, I think part of all of this is. Mm, I think part of what's going on in the modern society where 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 people have ideas versus the problem is we're looking non facts we're looking for to blame everyone blame. but ourselves. Well, I, th- I do think that is part of it, but I also think that people have a worldview now before they get the information. No, definitely. And so when the information doesn't match the worldview, they throw out the information and not the worldview. Correct. So you know you could tell somebody, oh, you know uh, that the the factory laid my dad off, and it's like, oh, really? Because because the manager said that he showed up late every day. Yeah. Well, uh, it's because the manager had it out for him. Right. They're making excuses. Right. And and, and they just they can't accept the worldview that well, no, your dad's just irresponsible. Right. You know. And they also can't accept the fact that their dad is irresponsible, and they're looking for something else to blame. Right. We're right. On the same page here. Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. get deep right now. We do. We do. Oof. But no, I did I, save the deep stuff for the end. I think it's a little Going weird. Deep in I the think end. it's a little weird that horror movies end deep. No, it's not. No, it's Deep not. In. I was going to say it's weird to me that horror movies do so well, but it's not weird because essentially they're every other genre. Yeah, no, it's another, It's just it's another genre, but the genre just happens to be one crazy guy cutting up and bloody and killing or, people. Or a demon or whatever, right, whatever right. it is. But if you think about movies in general, they're all just that ability to get away from whatever's going on in your life right. for a minute. Right. So it makes just as much sense that while there are times you want to be happy— and there are other times you want to be sad because there's all kinds of sad movies. Oh yeah, and they do the Notebook. Yeah. Ellie uh, Savage you know, loves those movies. Brokeback like, Mountain loves sad movies. Like and so like for some reason these movies do great, and you're like, why does someone want to pay ten dollars and sit for two hours to leave crying? Like, right. I can make you cry in like twenty minutes. Like it's right. not even like yeah. That sounds terrible. Punch huh? you. 
I regret saying that out loud. <laughs> let, me, let me punch you in the nose here. That'll work. There you go. See there that. Uh, but yeah, so kick you in your shins. Boom. But yeah, it is a little weird. Off your arms. It. Wait. What? <laughs> oh, wait. Different movie. <laughs> to me, the worst. The worst um, one of those. Uh, there were two that really bothered me. Go ahead. All. One of them. This guy was in a machine where it turned him around, body part by body part. That's disgusting. And so, like, it started with his legs, and then his hands, and then eventually his neck. And they were like trying to solve a puzzle to save his life. While the while the machine was twisting him, Ugh. and like he 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 didn't make it, right. but like of course it's like a really brutal two and a half minutes. And as a person who's broken a ton of bones, it's not I fun. was like, that's 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 not nice. At that's all. not cool at all. And then the other one, I, and I don't understand how they did this. I mean, it's a movie, so it doesn't have to, you know, whatever. But the guy wakes up from a from like a thing, and the key is in, behind his eye, and they're like, you have two minutes to get the key to save yourself. And so like he has to just to go through his eye to get the key. And he, he doesn't do it. He doesn't make it. I think that was like wow. Saw 1 or 2. Yeah, that's yeah, why. I think that's 1 or 2. I haven't I seen any of them. And that's like, that's too much. It's all oh, That's too much. Too much. I don't, well, episode I don't 71 wasn't too much on the Nerd Thug Radio. It. it was just enough. It was just enough. He did it like segment 2. Too. Yeah. Oh, segment, did you? Oh, segment, you're slipping. I'm slipping. Segment Losing one. it. Second, segment 1, boys. Anyways, uh, wow. we're going to jump out we're here. We're slipping. Hope you've enjoyed this show today. Don't forget, tomorrow the podcast drops. The YouTube stuff will be up all week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as always, Corey DLG. I, I panic. Same know. nerd time, same nerd thug channel. Oh, that. Check us out. Facebook.com <laughs> backslash nerd thug radio. There's a key in your eye. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this production on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production, produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at Dick at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.